it's going to be good. So let's get started. Um, David and Cara are going to share a little bit about themselves this evening. They're going to share about the trip they went on last, beginning a week ago Thursday, and then they returned last Sunday and decided just to not rest, but just keep going. Go, go, go. So we were grateful and awesome that you guys made it back, and hopefully it felt like it was worth coming back on a, on a travel day like that. So, And they're just going to tell us about why they went to Boston and the, the I don't want to call it an organization, the ministry that they're a part of outside of Legacy City Church and what that entails and, and the purpose of that gathering and what happened and how we can partner with it. Does that basically sound like what you guys are going to cover? I'm not trying to like change your notes or anything. but So with that said, but, but we... We are going to just welcome the presence of the Lord in tonight. So I have some scripture to open up with. It was kind of cool because David actually prayed part of this about the living stones. So, whoa, where did it go? All right. Just decided to close, but it's still there. Okay, so you guys ready for the word of God? Yeah, yeah. Do we have to do anything special before we read the word of God? No, we're just going to, Okay. I just thought I should check because I, I don't know. Sometimes I just get a little off track here. No. I don't know what you guys do, but sometimes I just pop it open and just start reading it. I like to worship first, but we're going to actually open up the gathering with some scripture. So here we go. This is from 1 Peter chapter 1. To God's elect. I promise I'm not going to preach through this. It's so hard not to, but I'm, I'm not going to. So just let the word preach to you. To God's elect, that's you, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace to you in abundance. So I just release that over this gathering now. I just say grace and peace to all of us in abundance because of what we just read there because of the sprinkled blood of Jesus. So praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. Sorry, my mind just wants to preach on each one of these parts. He has given us new birth, guys. You have been birthed within you, the Spirit of God. He has birthed living hope inside of you through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance. You have an inheritance. We have an inheritance that can never perish or spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven. Doesn't mean we can't access it now, but it's kept in heaven for us to access. Kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all of this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Trials come, trials go. We, we go through hard times, but this is the hope of God. These have come, these trials have come, so that the proven genuineness of your faith, see, God is focused on your faith and your trust in him. Trials come so that the genuineness of your faith, which is worth more than gold, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, your faith, 
may result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. It's a good word. Therefore, what's our response? I actually had to change this version that was online for the NIV, because this is the New International Version, and pull from my, my Bible, because they changed it over the years. Prepare your minds for action. So tonight is a night where we get to minister to the Lord, worship the Lord, enjoy His presence, but we also get to take this opportunity to prepare our minds for action. Be self-controlled. That's a fruit of the Spirit that we can all probably increase in. Amen? Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, not just as children, but as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires that you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. You're like, how much more is he going to read? Just half the Bible, just half the New Testament. We'll get to worship around 9 o'clock tonight. Verse 17, so I, I took out a whole bunch of parts here just to get to some key verses. Verse 17, since you call, each one of us, we call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time here on earth as foreigners here in reverent fear reverent fear for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ a lamb without blemish or defect just let that settle in on you guys you and I were redeemed the Word of God is calling us to live out the rest of our days in holy, reverent fear as obedient children of God, as obedient sons and daughters, living self-controlled, taking responsibility for our personal actions in this life, owning our stuff, taking hold of our emotions and our thoughts and our actions, and submitting ourselves. I almost get this picture sometimes of just taking myself by the shirt collar and just pulling myself before the throne and laying down in submission. I believe that is something that we have to do over and over again. It makes me think of your dad. I can't fully say what her dad said one time. I know this is a, a mini rabbit trail, but it had to do with husbands and wives um, working together and husbands leading their wives. And... And, well, he told me this personally. He just said, you know, this person, this man, he just needs to grab his wife by the shirt and himself. Oh. I'll just say by the shirt and, yeah. <laughs> and, lead, and lead strongly. Yes. You know, and it could be reversed. Sometimes the wife has to take her husband by the shirt. I'm not going to look at you guys. <laughs> Sometimes she has to take her husband by the shirt and <laughs> lead. We're, there's not one over the other, but, but we need to lead. We need to lead ourselves into the call of God. It's easy to get swayed back into the patterns of the world, the, every day, in and out, go to work, do my routine, and then kind of lose track of, of what God is doing in my life in the middle of all that. 
So we're going to live out our time as foreigners, aliens, strangers in this world with reverent fear because we've been purchased. The cost of your life and my life to God was the precious blood of Jesus. It was him becoming a human being and not just dying a painful, horrible death on a cross, but within that sacrifice on the cross, carrying the weight of all of our sin, all of our shame, all of our sickness and disease, all of our oppression, everything that could ever come against us, taking it all upon himself so that you and I could have freedom. Here we go. As David prayed earlier, as you come to him, the living stone, Jesus is our living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also like living stones. He is the Christ. We are Christians, little Jesuses. He's the king. We are a kingdom of kings and queens. I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, yeah, I do. Living stones, you're living stones, and we are with Jesus being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. We are here as living stones to come together as a holy priesthood, as a spiritual house, that we could be this temple of the Lord where we can offer together spiritual sacrifices to the Lord. So that's our number one ministry tonight, to offer sacrifices of praise, thanksgiving, worship to our God. Now this is the part where I would say you guys could stand because we're not only going to read this verse, but after we read it, we are going to declare it in the next slide and then we're going to worship. So if you guys want to stand up. I see someone getting ready to come in the doors with a baby thing swinging. I think I know who that is. That might be Vanessa and Garrick. So verse... Nine, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. You don't have to declare this yet. We're going we're gonna to have it together. I reworded it just so that we can declare it together. Come on in, guys. We're just getting the party going here. Yay. They're here. Awesome. The nice, cool, air-conditioned part is over here. That's the best spot over there. So you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. At one time you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So I reworded that. I didn't want you guys to declare that because it, the wordage isn't quite right for a declaration. So I changed it to we. Yeah. We. Everybody say we. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, there we go. Thanks, David. I know I can have fun with you guys. Oh, look at that little peanut sleeping away. Hopefully the music's not going to scare him awake. But Okay. Okay. So we're going to declare this together. You guys ready? All right, it's all up there on the screen, and then we're going to pray and worship. So here we go. We are a chosen people. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are God's special possession, that we may declare the praises of him 
who called us out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once we were not a people, but now we are the people of God. Once we had not received mercy, but now we have received mercy. Thank you, Lord. Let's just take a moment. Let's just give him thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving us mercy. Thank you for giving us identity, that we are not orphans, we are not strangers of your family, of your kingdom, but you have brought us into your royal priesthood, your holy nation, and we belong to you. We thank you, Lord. Let's just continue to give him thanks, guys. Don't get quiet. Give him praise in your own words. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for the power of your blood. Thank you for your presence in this place tonight, Lord. We just give you honor. We give you glory. We give God, we welcome your presence tonight. We welcome your kingdom. We welcome you, Lord. Your word says that the kingdom of heaven is not about meat and drink. It's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of heaven is in the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we say come. Come in your fullness tonight. Release your glory in this place. Release your glory. Let the weight of your glory release now. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, what you want to do tonight. We thank you that you want your kingdom to expand in this place, that you want your rule and your reign to come into our bodies, into our minds, into our hearts, into our families. We welcome you, King Jesus. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, just put your hands out in front of you tonight. Just say, Holy Spirit, come. Spirit, come. Spirit of holiness. Holy Spirit, come. Come rest on us, Lord. Thank you for the power of your presence tonight. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We know you're in the room with us, God. Especially if we're believers, we know we brought you into the room, but we know you're here, that you've come upon this gathering in a greater measure because you are intent on touching your sons and daughters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you want to be close to us, that you want to touch us, that you want to heal us, you want to strengthen and encourage us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I feel like the Lord just wants to infuse people tonight. He wants to infuse you with his life. He wants to infuse you
move on too fast. I just want to discern what the Lord is doing. I, I really believe that he wants to bring freedom tonight. We were praying it earlier. He wants to bring freedom. He wants to infuse grace and healing. <clears throat> I'm just going to say, um, if, if you are here tonight and you want healing, if you want prayer, that we're going to just take a little time and we will pray. We will pray. We will gather around anyone in this room who wants prayer tonight. So I'm just going to say, if that's you, just pop your hand up and we will come to you if you want healing. Just going to take a moment. Anybody else want prayer for healing tonight? I don't know if that's a worship hand or if that's a hand up. Are you raising your hand? Oh, okay. Yeah, I know I kind of jumped ahead here, but um, I just, um, e even for uh, Vanessa and, and Garrick and the baby, I'm just offering if anyone wants prayer. I had one person raise their hand, but if you want prayer, we can we can come gather around anyone that wants prayer. You don't have to come up into the front here. So, so let's go ahead and if uh, some of us want to gather around Sister Amy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Yeah, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless Garrick. We bless Vanessa. We bless baby in Jesus' name. Okay, 
Jesus, we just pray over Evan in this new life, in this new season. God, it just was uh, brought to mind of John the Baptist and when he was filled with the Holy Spirit from, from in the womb. So, Lord, we just prophesy that over little Evan, that he would be filled with the Holy Spirit even now, that he would know you, that he would hear your voice from an early age, that he would hear the calling of the Holy Spirit, the calling of King Jesus. God, that he would be dedicated to you to be walking in your love and in your life all the days of his life. And his new birth is a new season, God. We just know this is a new season for their family. So we pray that it's more than just a new season in the physical, God, that it would be a new season in the spiritual, Lord, that you would open new doors and that they would birth new seasons right now, Lord, that they would grow in your love and in your mercy and in your faith and in your hope and in your boldness, God. I pray that they would rise up into this new season with expectation, Lord Jesus, that you're going to pour out because you're a good father. You're going to pour out good things over this family in their new season of life. We bless them. We bless them. Bless them, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the foundation that you have laid for this family that they are a three-strong cord, or that they're standing on your word, in your presence, and in your hope. And I just see the Lord is placing his peace, peace, peace upon you, that your foundation will be steady where it has been rocky in the name of Jesus. Your foot will be sure-footed. It will not waver. The Lord has you in this season. So just tuck into him and just feel his peace upon your family. And I see also that the Lord has anointed you to preach his good news. To bring deliverance to the captive. That the Lord wants to use you in this season. So we just thank you for the good word for the good fruit that you have for this family. And Lord, we just bless them right now in Jesus' name. I just, sorry. I just, I feel like I'm seeing uh, like a, a overshadowing of wings over you, over your family, even over your mom and your stepdad. This is your this is your lineage. This is your lineage. I just see the, the wings, like angelic wings, just overshadowing like a shield. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we just bless in the name of Jesus, this family. We welcome your kingdom expansion that they would have their inheritance portion that was allotted for them in this life, that they will live to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, that they will live to see your kingdom coming in its greater measures in the land of the living. So we, we just declare over, over the four of you now in Jesus' name, kingdom of God come, kingdom of God come now. Let every, every need, every desire, every good thing 
brought forth in the name of Jesus. Through your hand, Father God, through your provision. Healing, provision, freedom, increase. Increase in Jesus' name. So I'm also seeing that you have a you do have a legacy that you weren't fully aware of because of the seasons that you have walked through that have been difficult. But the Lord wants you to ask him and to focus on the good things he has for you and what he has called your family to. Yes. Where your your father, your grandfather, your grandmother, where they didn't walk because they couldn't or they didn't know what the call and the destiny was for them, that you get to steward that now. So Holy Spirit, I just pray right now you would reveal to them the call, the destiny, and the lineage that you have for them to steward, to be fruitful in, to see the fruit in the land of good and plenty, that they would see the promises that you have for them. And Lord, I just pray that you would just take away the hardships that they've been through, that you would just cover that in your blood by your mercy, that we just forgive what has happened in the past, what should have happened and didn't happen, because you have a good future. You have a great future right now, right in front of you. You have a beautiful future. And the Lord has a great destiny for you. You need to tap in and ask him to show you. Lord, give them dreams. Give them words. Speak to them through your scripture in a new way. In Jesus' name. I'm actually seeing something similar. Um, I see a, a tree of life with roots that go very deep. On the tree are fruits of everything imaginable. So it is provision. It is a claiming of the gifts that your ancestors did not claim that will bear fruit in your life. You will always be provided for. You will always have protection under the shade of this tree. You will fulfill all your needs, physical, financial, spiritually. So I just I want to ask permission from your mama. What's mom's name? Michelle. Michelle. Awesome. Can I just speak a word over you? Okay. I just feel Michelle like the Lord. The Lord wants you to know that He loves you so much with an everlasting love. I just could feel it deep in my spirit. He loves you with an everlasting love, and He just wants to release His peace over you. Be okay to can can you maybe just touch my hand? Yeah, so Father, we just release the shalom of heaven. Peace of God. King of peace. Whoa. Oh. He just wants to fill you with his peace. Shalom of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, 
thank you, Father, that you love Michelle with an everlasting love. That you're her father, you're her protector, her provider. Praise you, Lord. You are her freedom. You are her freedom, her deliverer, her strong tower, her refuge and her strength. You are her salvation. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you, Lord. We declare the blood of Jesus over your family, over your lives. Oh, Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Your hand's nice and warm. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. Did you guys, anyone else have a word of encouragement? As we were praying, we just got the words and I felt that anointing that it was full healing for this family, full provision for this family, full security for this family, full peace, fullness of joy, full everything. All the fruits of the Spirit, just fullness. So Lord, we just thank you for all the fullness that you bring into this family. We thank you for the provision, the healing, the forgiveness, the blessings, the life, full of life. Thank you, Father. We thank you for everything in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Um, the, everything you have walked through, you guys are needed by the body of Christ. You have a voice that the Lord wants to use. He wants to use your hands to heal the sick. He wants to use you to bring provision and hope to the needy. You are needed in the body of Christ. So during this season, while you're seeking God and he's revealing to you what he has called you to, what he's called your, your family lineage to, also know that he's going to put that draw on you because you are needed in the body of Christ. We need you. Bremerton needs you. Wherever your future is, you have a call and a destiny that you are equipped that only you can bring. There's only a word that you can give that nobody else can give. So I just bless you guys, and we just look forward to how the Lord is going to use you and speak through you. I sensed when you walked in, Michelle, you have such a pure heart. You have such a pure heart, such a generous nature. You are so faithful to the Lord. God loves you so deeply, and he so appreciates your faithfulness and your generosity. You, you just change things. You walk into a room and you just change things. It's so powerful what you carry, the gifts of the Lord, that you manifest Jesus through your heart. Hey, so just one last thing. You know, when Kara was just uh, speaking over you guys, I was just, don't take this as a, it's not a bad thing, but I was seeing what looked like felt like it was what was representing your pasts, all, all of you, all of your past. Mm -hmm. I was seeing like open graves, like where people had dug up a grave, there's these deep black holes. 
and I felt like all of those graves represented the past, which is dead and buried. And I just saw the Lord filling, wasn't sweeping across, it was like filling them up and just covering them over with fresh soil and grass was growing. And I felt like it's just, was becoming a clear path that, that no more will the past be a hole that you will fall into towards the future as you move into the future, but the past will come, become smooth, filled in, and, and just fresh green ground to run on, just like running through the park. Just You could almost feel the, the moisture of the grass, how good it feels on your bare feet on a hot day. I just see you guys running into the things of God because the past is going to be healed. The past is going to be filled and new life will cover over it all. So I, we, I know that was a lot, but I know, you, I know you guys can handle it. So that's why we didn't put the brakes on at all. So we, we just bless you guys. You, you good? Was it good? Was it okay? Garrick, was it good? Okay. <laughs> all right. So we're going we're gonna to go ahead and transition forward. And uh, these guys, these guys. You know, all of you, all of y'all carry gifts and anointings. All of you carry gifts and anointings. Every single person. We all have gifts, anointings, and calls on our lives. Our gifts, they, they make room for us. So whatever your gift is, it, it will make room for you. Not everyone has to speak in front of people. That's not all of our calling is not to, to give messages to groups of people, whether it's a, a smaller group like here or a group of, of a thousand or wherever God may put you. You know, we're not all Bill Johnsons, but there is no junior Holy Spirit. We all carry the measure of grace that God has given you. In the word of God, it says to take your measure of grace, take your measure of faith and, and walk in it, exercise it. So these guys, they, they have a measure of kingdom grace on their lives and we're just a blessed house that gets to take advantage of them and put the squeeze on a little bit and get the get the goodness of God that they carry and, and so I believe that we're all gonna just be refreshed tonight hearing what these guys share and don't don't be afraid to laugh at David you know when David <laughs> you can laugh at he loves it he loves it because he's got a joyful humorous heart so am I right <laughs> You like to laugh, yeah. Yeah, there was one time uh, I sang a, an Italian solo in high school, and I couldn't remember one of the verses, and I totally biffed it. And I had to, I had to stop the song in the middle. I just totally bust up laughing. And every, the whole, I had like 500 people just laughing at me. <laughs> and I was like, this is funny. And I just picked up where, where we left off. So it's okay. You can laugh at me anytime. All right. All right, so um, you guys get to be our experiment to see if we give a good report or not. Yay. Um, so this is all a catalyst for us coming back from Boston 
last Sunday for this national call at Fenwell Hall where we declared our independence from the structure of Babylon over the United States of America. So I'm going to start with some of that and then we'll back up and fill in some of it. So and then if you guys have any questions. Hello? Okay. Oh, it sounded like it was a little quiet. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, so we have some great news. We have good news. You guys, God's doing it. King Jesus is in charge. The nation is turning around. Mercy is triumphing. Stuff is shaking. Stuff's being exposed. But we have a good word. We're going to see the turnaround for this nation for your families, for the lineage, all of the things that our forefathers sowed into and beyond that, we get to see the fruit. We're at the beginning of a massive outpouring. And Dutch Seed says this thing is huge and you can't stop it. You can't turn it off. Two billion souls, huge, global. Anyway, so that's the good news. So um, one of the scriptures Dutch said we really need to focus on is Psalms 2, which says the, and I'll focus on verse 4, he who sits in the heavens shall laugh, and the Lord shall hold them in derision, right? The kings make plans. Our leaders and authorities make plans. Families make plans. Things go sideways, but the Lord is in charge. He laughs at their plans. So Psalms 2, look into that, pray into that, because that's who's in charge over this nation and all the nations. And then um, we're going to read, do you want to read the verdict? That was declared just the first paragraph, so we'll start from the end and then make our way. Okay, so this was a declaration of independence from Babylon in, a, in Congress assembled July 22nd, 2022, at Fenwell Hall, Boston. By verdict from heaven's court, covenants established thrones of governance, whereas the covenant with death and hell through nationally legalized abortion has been annulled, redemptive exposure of corruption decreed, and a shift from this covenant with death to Christ's covenant of life has been governmentally secured. On this seventh month, 22nd day of 2022, the Ancient of Days hereby grants a new birth of freedom to the United States of America. So we got to participate in that thanks to the burden of the Holy Spirit telling me that I needed to go. I had a date with destiny that I could not say no to, and I was hoping David would come along, and he did, so that was cool. I've never been to Boston, Massachusetts before. I was born in Massachusetts, but I haven't been back since the 80s when I was a baby, and it was like clear on the other side of the state, so I'd never been over to that coastline, and so I got that call from the Lord in June when I went to um, the Covenant Congress meeting with the network we're part of. So we're part of Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network, also known as HAPN. We're under Apostle John Benefil, and he started the network from a word based on uh, Dutch Sheets gave back in 2003. And Dutch Sheets gave a word to a room full of leaders, and he said, we need to bind 
the strong man over the United States of America. And the strong man is Baal. So you think a room full of leaders, everybody would pick up on it, but that's apparently not the case. So John Benefil, he said yes. Okay, Lord, what, is it, what does this mean? Bind the strong man, divorce Baal from the nation. This is some weird stuff we're talking about here. And so that's how Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network got started, with a word from Dutch Sheets. So they've been going for about 20, 20 years now. They started in Oklahoma, which is the heartland of the nation. And now they're in not just all 50 states, but in like 116 different nations. We even have members of the royal family on board with this network. And they're doing some amazing work behind the scenes. We've got all sorts of people coming in. We've been part of the network. Um, I've gone to two conferences. We were made the co-state leaders for Washington just last July, so we're fresh off the press, still figuring everything out, <laughs> kind of new here, um, but it's been really exciting. Um, the day that we were commissioned as prayer leaders, the next day we met Governor Inslee. So we took that as a confirmation, right? We got to shake his hand and impart the kingdom of heaven, put that demand on there, right? He had an appointment with us as representatives of the kingdom of heaven. So that's when we got started with HAPN. I went to the conference the year before. I wanted to check it out. I'd heard about it. I wasn't sure. They do some, all the interesting prophetic prayer stuff that they do. My mom is a regional prayer leader. She's over five states. So I thought it's 2020. There's nothing else going on. Everything's shut down. Let me go see what mom's doing. Some wackadoo stuff. All right. Well, and now I'm part of it. So, you know, that's how that goes. So um, it was a real blessing to find HAPN at the time. Uh, we weren't going to church like some people. Our church shut down. We're in that weird season. What do you do? Where do you go? Where's the nation going? Should we move out of Washington? Are we stupid to stay here? You know, some people are hightailing it out. Like, what's the Lord calling you to do? Do we have permission to leave? I don't know. Do we stay? I don't know. So we didn't know what to do. So we went to HAPN, checked it out grab the material, and I'm like, you got to check this out, David. So Kara went to the fir her first conference in 2020, and then she came back and was like, oh my gosh, I've got all these things to show you and all these books to read, and I'm going to read them, and if you don't keep up with me, I'm going to leave you behind. So I was like, uh, okay, I guess I got a choice to make. I'll try to keep up. So you know, here we are two years later, so and it was kind of a surprise to us. Her, um, her mom, as regional leader, asked us to become uh, co-state leaders for the state of Washington because we, state of Washington is really in our hearts to pray for. We, I, you know, we're both raised here. I was born and raised here, and we love the state of Washington, so we love to pray for it and all the parts of it. So, yeah. Yeah, I was totally going to leave David behind on this, so we had to go together. Yeah, that's how it works. Or, you know, you, you read some things, you learn some things, and you're like, I don't agree with it. So I'm just going to put that to the side. But I had a feeling that this was going to be a life-changing decision in our, in our faith, what we were learning and hungering for. And people that we hadn't heard from before, it's good to get out of your network, right, and hear what the Lord is saying to other people. Because the Lord has the best network there is. He has so many ways of saying the same thing. I don't, you know, it's 2022 and we hear the, the same scripture is read 
and it's the new revelation that comes. Um, so this was all, um, like, let's see. So going to Boston, we have it with John and Jolene Hamill. There are government mountain leaders for HAPN. So not only do we have state leaders, but we have the seven spheres represented. They also have a ministry called Lamplighters Ministry. And so this was actually under Lamplighters Ministry that they were launching this, that they're stewarding this. Their ministry kicked off in the state of Washington. So I don't know if you guys know, they say Washington State is the back door to Washington, D.C. So we actually have a very important call to intercede and an anointing and authority to intercede for our nation. So that's just a fun fact. A lot of our previous leaders, our governors, they become ambassadors in previous administrations and get sent overseas. And um, the, curricul the school curriculum, they'll test it out here in Washington before it goes out to the rest of the nation. There's all sorts of stuff. Like we were the first state to legalize abortion under a Republican governor, no less. So we have a lot of firsts that we do that Lord help us to release a new generation of new firsts. Um, so uh, John received a vision in 2020 before the election happened of a transparent lion. And it was the lion of the tribe of Judah blowing across the nation. And the Lord also showed him a scroll coming down like the Declaration of Independence, but it was blank. And the Lord said, if the church doesn't write what's on the scroll, then darkness will, and it will take the nation. So he didn't have a revelation of what we were supposed to declare until two weeks before we got to the event in Boston at Fanwell Hall. So he has this vision, and it, they make, uh, we're praying into this. The turnaround decrees are launched. Um, last year, July, they got the, um, the turnaround decrees going. Dobbs was released for the Roe v. Wade um, case. So it was like the, it was the one-year anniversary on July 22nd, 2021, which is when the Roe v. Wade was first submitted to the Supreme Court, and we know that was overturned, so, which is awesome. So we get to have the freedom to also pray into that because now that no longer has that legal authority over the nation, and we just keep contending for that within the states. So in June, we went to the, well, I went to the Government Covenantal Congress, just June. They wanted to call an all call for the state leaders and other leaders to get together, and how do we pray into this? Yes, midterms are coming up, but besides that, we're praying into the government of God being established. Government prayer um, uh, versus, um, or what did he say, it was the, He said it a specific way. It's really good. Government prayer versus government. Praying for government. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, praying for your government versus governmental prayer. So we get caught up in the body of Christ, or at least we did with the last election, praying for government getting discouraged sometimes at who's in charge, who's not in charge, who's getting elected. If they don't get elected, all hope and despair is gone. And I think we all got a lesson that we actually need to come up a little higher. What's the ecclesia of God? We need to administer the kingdom of heaven's order. Like the secretary of state, we're foreign affair administrators in the, um, 
in the globe, but in the United States, we're here, right? That's what we're doing. We don't create the policy. We implement, we enforce the policy of heaven. So in June, we got the call to go to Boston if we wanted to. Uh, one of the reasons why I felt led to go, yeah, I know, surprise, surprise. Yeah. So I learned that um, Boston, Massachusetts, it was the pastors in Boston, Massachusetts, who stopped the Great Awakening from spreading throughout the nation because they didn't agree with it. They put the full kibosh on it. Yeah. Five years after they did that, they released masonry into the nation. That's where it started. Yeah. It, yeah, it's pretty crazy what the church can sometimes be the greatest hindrance to itself and to the move of God. So I just felt like Holy Spirit wanted me to go back to the place that I was born and pray into that on behalf of Washington State and whatever else he's calling us to steward. Because we know that the Lord has a great call for this nation and for this state and for our families. And the governmental call of God is a family call. It's a fathering call. The Lord wants to restore families, mothers and fathers, children, grandchildren, grandparents. That's what the Lord wants to see. The nations are his inheritance. And we want to see mercy triumph in the land, right? Even where we have failed and we have allowed things, where our leaders have failed, where families have failed, that the Lord would just cover that so we can just start afresh. So we went to Boston. I just thought I was going to go check it out, and maybe the Lord would give me a word. I don't know. We're just going to say yes and just stand there with the rest of the, the body of Christ and, and do whatever he has us to do so we can just bring it back. Am I moving too much? <laughs> oh. No. Oh, oh, yeah, the flag. My role was to pretty much just, just to go with Kara. Kara really has the governmental calling. I mean, we both have governmental callings, but this is definitely Holy Spirit said to Kara, you need to go to Boston. And at that point, I'm like, okay, I guess Holy Spirit is telling Kara to go to Boston. I have to go with her. Probably shouldn't mess this up. So I'll just go. And so, yeah, I brought my flags. Yeah, I brought all four of them. I packed them in my backpack. And, um, yeah, I was not expecting that at all to bring my, my flags to a national event, but so supporting in that way, but yeah, just a side roll. So we had a month to plan for this, which is not very much time. It's the best time to plan a spontaneous trip across the country with ticket prices and renting a car in Boston, like just don't do it, but we did it. And the first car we rent, like the undercarriage was falling out, but thank goodness somebody let us know so we could put that one back and get a different one. And then the car they gave us, the next one, it didn't have the toll stickers on it. So we had to avoid all the toll bridges, which means we went an extra 40 minutes around just to get into the middle of the city. So, and even leading up to this trip, it's that constant, you hear the Lord tell you to go, but am I really supposed to go? Is it, is it just because I want to go? I want to go back to my birth date at some point and check it out. I have a, a destiny to do this at some point. Am I willing this to happen? Did I hear correctly? Oh, my gosh, there's the plane ticket prices. Did I really hear correctly? 
I don't know. Like, it, it was just finding a hotel. Everything was just getting kind of complicated. And so it's at this point where you're like, or where I was like, we need to go. These are the challenges we have. And God's got something for us if we're obedient to show up, whether we know what's going to happen or not. So we go, and it was really awesome. It was 100 degrees in Boston, and it's very, very hot, very hot. But we get to go and be at the seat of where the nation was started. They consider it, even Dutch mentioned and said he considers it the root of the nation. Fenwell Hall was built in the 1700s, and the name Fenwell, it's French, but it has its roots in Hebrew, and it means face of God. And so this is where our forefathers went to plan the Revolutionary War. This is the the seats and the halls of authority and our history. All of the greats have been there. And this whole place was shut down for our event, which is quite fantastic. So we get to declare the independence from the Babylon structure. And until that's done, no one else can go in after us. So it's kind of a cool experience for you in the middle of downtown Boston. And it's a tourist area, so there's a bunch of people kind of milling through. It's in the morning, and we're just kind of walking around the building. And then around 10 or 11 o'clock, we, we realized that there's people trying to go in certain doors, and they were locked because they had placed a sign. And we didn't know that they had essentially reserved that ent- uh, entire second floor where that meeting place is. So we had that place all to ourselves, the, the body of Christ, you know, uh, and as people started gathering for the event, it was just cool to know. It's like, here it is. Here they come, the remnant, you know, God's body, God's church coming in to, to do the thing, to do the prayer, and um, to be in that place of ministry and warfare. It's just kind of cool. Like, we're doing the thing, guys. Come on. Just add that in. So where our hotel was stationed it was on what's called the freedom trail have you guys been to boston anyone okay you've been to boston thanks sandy okay so our hotel was on the freedom trail it's about an eight minute walk all the way down to fenwell hall it's across or shares the um i guess the complex with the quincy market named after john quincy adams our founders in the north market and the south market And there's the old state house that we had to walk past. And in front of the old state house is the site of the Boston Massacre. It's, you know, pretty historical ground we're walking on. And so we get to walk the whole Freedom Trail, and the doors were closed, so we just kept walking. So we walked to Paul Revere's house across the bridge. We walked to Paul Revere's monument. And we walked to the North Shore Church, where Paul Revere launched his campaign, as it were. The British are coming. The British are coming. So this whole morning, we get to just pray around and just feel the anticipation of what is God doing? What is he going to release? What word is he going to give? What's everybody here for? Nobody really knows. We're not really sure. We're going to find out. And we get to retrace these steps that Paul Revere took, that our founding fathers took, men of God took, 
They lay down their lives for this nation to have a covenant with the king of heaven. They left their own Babylon structure behind so we could pursue the real freedom, which is a covenant of God in this nation. And so that's what we wanted to steward and pray into and see what was God going to say on this day. So July 22nd, 1620, I believe it is, um, yes, 1620, is the same day that the pilgrims set sail for the new world. So it's like 722, 722, it's coming up again. Um, the other confirmation I had in June that I was supposed to go, when I landed in Seattle, I got an email that said my domain was going to expire on 722, my website domain. And it's like, okay, I've got a, my domain is going to expire. I have to renew my domain. What's your domain? Where's your territory? You know, check in with the Lord. He's got a domain for you that we have to take that seed of authority and say yes to, that obedience that he's calling us to, to steward, whatever, whatever that is sometimes. But okay, just yes, Lord. So... So we came back from walking the Freedom Trail, which is just, it, it's so hard to fathom, especially when you live in Washington State and you go to the East Coast or when you go back to Europe and you can see all the older buildings, hundreds of years old with the newer architecture. And it's just hard to fathom what our founding fathers went through, what they had to sacrifice, what our family went through. The other thing that I discovered was that my family is actually part of the founders of Massachusetts. My family is very well researched, but for some reason this did not come to light until I started planning for this trip. Um, my family came over in the 1600s also, and there's even a whole, uh, my mom just gave me this book, The Genealogy of Henry and Ann Kinney, Pioneers of Salem, Massachusetts. So. I was like, all right, I guess I do have a date with destiny that I didn't, I didn't know about. So it's just really, it's really neat when you say yes to the Lord, where he takes you, where you get to speak into. I know I have a seat of authority in Washington State, and I knew I had one in Massachusetts, but I thought it's just because that's where I was born. No one else in my family has been back for, I think, a couple hundred years. And then I found out, I went to Salem, my family had 60 acres. They're part of the original founders that came over for Salem and Danvers and Boston before they went west. Oh my gosh, no wonder the Lord called me over. And I got to be a voice. The Lord even gave me a prophetic word to share in Fenwell Hall, which was really cool. Um, one of the things I also wanted to share, though, was how we prepared for this trip. One of the things that we did I didn't want to mess this up. He was calling me for a date with destiny. Okay, just going to say yes. And so one of the things that we kept doing was checking in with the Lord. What's in our hearts? What's in our life? What do we need to separate from ourselves? Because how are we going to go and make this declaration and pray into the United States of America if we have any hooks or any roots of iniquity or idolatry? So this is serious time. We don't have very much time to do this. We've got a month or so. Lord, how are we going to do all of this? 
So we just kept seeking the Lord, and that was, it's one of the great things about coming here is this is such a, a learning place, an equipping place to come to, where we could be prayed into and sent out, and we can hear from the Lord on any issues. Yeah, I mean, having Donna De Silva's teaching, Shifting Atmospheres, was perfect timing also. You know, the Lord brings up things that you didn't even know were an issue until he tells you. So thank you. So that was one of the, the things we did. One of the ways that we did that, um, I'll just recommend this book, if I can. It's by Chuck Pierce, and he speaks greatly into Dutch Sheets' life. And it's called Protecting Your Home from Spiritual Darkness. It's really small. Um, you can just go through, pray through your house, pray through your family lineage, and just see if there's anything the Lord highlights that you might need to separate because of the season he has you in. Oh. Protecting Your Home from Spiritual Darkness by Chuck Pierce. So there's different seasons that we we get called into where we have to maybe abstain from things. Maybe we don't watch some shows that we've watched prior, play some video games that we pray, play in prior months, or we just tuck in. Like, we'll have times where we just are in the scripture and worship, and that's it. No Netflix, no YouTube, no video games, just nothing because of what the Lord is calling us to. Spirits, when Holy Spirit's got you going somewhere, man, you just got to go on a trip with him. That might sound a little off or weird, but um, when he starts speaking to you and it's just time to like just kind of put set things aside for a minute and just focus in and like, God, what are we doing right now? Like, what is, what is this about? Cause I, even just before this trip, I'm like, what is this? I have no idea. And we're just like, well, We'll just listen and pray and be quiet and take those times. But um, it is really cool because then he'll start speaking to you, and the things that he starts speaking to you is not something you, you would come up with on your own. And that's when you know it's like Holy Spirit wants to use you to speak through you and to bless other people and to bring things back into alignment where things have been, you know, corrupted or... Um, you know, damaged. He wants to bring that back into wholeness. So, food for thought. So, yeah. No, but we want to say yes to the Lord. We've been through seasons of wilderness. We've been through those seasons of woundedness. Who hasn't been wounded in the church? Like, everybody, you're not unique for that. I said that to myself. I've got to get over it. You know, you have to get over it and move on. I want to be used by the Lord. And there's just... Those seasons, they come on you, and you don't expect them. And when the, the Holy Spirit's giving you that, like, ding, 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 you better pay attention, there's nothing else you can do but listen and shut everything off and just say yes. So that's the season that we've been, we've been in, the Lord has been preparing us for. We don't know exactly where we're going, what we're doing. We're just saying yes. I did a, my own 10-week course of uh, deliverance, the spirit of wisdom, um, that I did it coincided with shifting atmospheres. It just so happened to go on at the same time. So you have to invest in yourself individually. You have to search yourself and ask the Lord to show you if there's anything in you, because we want to be good stewards of what the Lord is calling us to in this church, in this community, 
in our state for our nation. We have to keep checking, Lord, what is in me? We have to have clean hands and a pure heart to ascend the hill of the Lord. And I want to be used by the Lord. I want to be a voice of good for the Lord. Even if it's just praying in my, my prayer closet and nobody else can hear me, I want every word I declare to be effective. It doesn't matter where you are. The word the Lord has given to you, you need to declare it, whether anybody else can hear it or not. Because those are the words of heaven going out into the atmosphere. Those are angels on assignment who pick those up and carry those where they need to go. You are speaking into that environment, your neighborhood, your home, the destiny of your, your family, the, just the environment you're in. Those words carry weight. But if we aren't careful with the, the woundingness that we have or, or the weak places we have, they can hinder those things and take the power out of that, right? So that's some of what, what we went to do, the call that HAPN is trying to steward. And, and John and Jolene in Dutch is, check yourself, where has Babylon crept in? Where has idolatry crept in? So we can unhook, and then we can go out and help steward this movement that is coming. So I think I'd like to share some of the prophetic words that were released during the first session before Dutch came. Does anybody have any questions or anything? Okay. So one of the prophetic words that the Lord gave me to release in June was the lion of the tribe of Judah roaring across the nation. And I've never seen an image like this before, but he showed me the inside of, it was a man, but it was the lion, and I could see his rib cage begin to expand, and I could see his heart beating. And as it was beginning to expand, it said the lion of the tribe of Judah was getting ready to roar from Washington State, which is the whirlwind state, if you follow um, Dutch Sheets and Chuck Pierce. It's another book I recommend, um, The Destiny, The Prophetic Destiny of a Nation. If you want to um, advance your intercession for Washington State or the nation, check that book out. In 2003, they went to all 50 states, and the Lord gave them a word for each state. So we're known as the whirlwind state. So we declare the word, the, the line of the tribe of Judah is blowing from Washington State into Oklahoma, which is the heartland, into Washington, D.C. He is blowing across this nation. Nothing can stop this. The Father's heart is here. The Father's love for the nation is here. This is a fathering movement. He is calling the destiny of this nation back into alignment. So that was a word I, I got in, um, in June. I got to release that. I had no idea what I was doing up there either. You speak in front of, you know, all these other leaders who are more experienced and articulate, but when the Lord gives you a word, you just have to say yes, and you just have to go up and give the word, because if you don't, well, somebody else is going to, and I don't want them to give my word. Thank you. I want to participate. 
So we had um, three words, three prophetic words were given during worship during the first session. And then Dutch spoke in the evening session, and I'll share that after. So you want to share the first two? So this was the, for the first afternoon session. We were uh, in worship, and they had a couple of prophetic words during worship. And the first one, um, this woman came up and said, as we were worshiping, and as Jamie, that's the worship leader, as Jamie had been leading us into the presence of God, I saw this vision of a huge scroll. It's almost like one of those Torahs. You guys know what a Torah is? Um, it's like a, a Jewish a Bible printed in Hebrew. It's like the original books of Moses. Okay. Um, you can look it up on YouTube or Google. Uh, I saw this vision of a huge scroll. It's almost like one of those Torahs that you carry around, but even bigger than that. And the hand of God, he was holding the scroll, and it was being unfurled. It was being rolled out. And out of the end of the scroll, I started to see these many whirlwinds. And they were just being like babies coming out of the scroll itself. And they were being launched into the nation. Kind of sounds weird for the babies, but I'll keep going. And, um, and I saw our nation, and I saw... Uh, these whirlwinds landing in specific places in the United States and what I'm just decreeing to you I'm hearing him say revolution has begun so then we continued to worship a little bit more and just, we're just praising God and then a few minutes later another prophetic word was spoken and this was another woman and this time she said um, the moment worship started it's interesting that Jamie was just singing about the witnesses I saw men begin to stand on the stage and approach the front of the stage. Men like Samuel Adams, George Washington, the Sons of Liberty, came upon the stage all in different uniforms. And they were presenting the Ancient of Days before us. And then the Ancient of Days came forward. He was holding a scroll, and the scroll, as it unrolled, I saw in it bold... Um, I saw it in bold the words, the Ancient of Days, and it had the verdict, the turnaround verdict upon it of Daniel 7.22. And so we just say, yes, Jesus, you are the one. And even now, as I'm speaking this, I see that bolt of lightning going out like a boomerang and coming back around to actually issue the turnaround. And so we come into agreement with that. So the Daniel 7.22 verdict they're calling it the turnaround decree, it says that the Lord will contend with the one who contends with you. So your lineage, your destiny, this nation's lineage, that thing that is contending with us, it hasn't been very nice lately. It's been really contentious. What's going to happen? We don't know. But we're standing on Daniel 7:22. The Lord will turn this around for the favor of the saints. Thanks, thanks for being patient with us as we're figuring this out, you guys. So the third one, um, I think I remember the word 
that I gave. So the, the Lord showed me at the end. I knew I was going to have a word, and I was just trying to, okay, Lord, what, what do you want me to say? I don't want to just share a word because I think I'm supposed to either, so I'm constantly submitting to God in this moment. Okay, what, what am I going to share? I'm going to be giving a national declaration from the seat of Fenwell Hall. So the Lord showed me a picture of an on-air sign, like with a radio, and it said live. And it said, the Lord said the turnaround is live. The flip had, the switch had been flipped. And then he said that the dormant seeds are coming out of dormancy. The dormant seeds are coming out of dormancy. The great inheritances of this nation are being rebirthed. The great awakenings of this nation are being rebirthed. The turnaround is live. The Lord showed me from Charles Finney, John G. Lake, Catherine Coleman, from Brownsville to Azusa, even up to Toronto, and I think Wales is included in this, the Welsh Revival, because those seeds are here. And this awakening that the Lord is doing, it's, we've got Wales of Revival are popping up all over. The King of Heaven is in charge, not the King of Darkness. That the Prince of Darkness is not even a king, right? And this thing is unfathomable to me. But the Lord said that there is an inheritance, a DNA, that people don't even know that they carry, that children who haven't even been born yet. So this is a long-term word. We're going to have to wait maybe 10 or 20 years for some of these, which is awesome because that means we have a hope in a future. That means it's not just today that revival is happening for. That means it's coming for the next generation, and it's going to be carried into. So we have a good word. We have a good future for this nation. We don't have to despair. So we are, as a nation, going to go through. We are going through. We have been going through. We're going to continue going through shaking. Hebrews 12, shaking. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. We want exposure and the corruption to be rooted out. And we want to tie into and speak over those seeds of destiny and those dormant seeds to come back into alignment and to come back into life. That the Holy Spirit is blowing life back into those dry places, into those dry bones across this whole nation. The really cool thing is we had the whole West Coast was represented too in Massachusetts. Um, we weren't the only ones from Washington, which was awesome. Oregon was there. California was there. You know, we've got the whole blue coast is represented and praying into this and standing with this. So, did you want to? It's kind of funny. Um, they, the other family that was there from Washington State, uh, one of the guys had uh, an appeal to heaven flag, and I had actually brought mine too. So we, we both brought our appeal to heaven flags from, from Washington State, which um, is a little bit of another story. But going back to those prophetic words that were spoken, they're really all confirmations of like what we've been hearing. Like we've been hearing like something is about to pop off in this area and Holy Spirit is about to roll out something big and new and it's going to be awesome. And it just reaffirming that this is happening and we're probably going to start seeing a lot of people come to salvation. And by a lot of people, I mean 
I'm expecting hundreds of thousands, I'm expecting millions of people, whatever exposure has been going on in this nation, the next moves of exposure that are happening are going to rock people. And to the point where they, people are going to realize we do need Jesus. And I don't know how ready we are for that. <laughs> I certainly do not feel ready for that. So all I can do is, all right, Lord, however you want to use me, because I don't know how we're going to do that, but he's got this. He's got this under control. And that's why I'm so excited to share these, because, um, like, in part of that prophetic word that that car had said, like, all the previous awakenings that you hear about that you that have happened in our history, all of those are coming back and more, and we're going to see that like rejuvenation and that's my expectation and so that's why i'm just like all right we've got our eyes on you jesus whatever you want to do and that's why personally i have that call in my life like um you know we talk about coming up and giving a word kind of out of obedience or if holy spirit calls you to go to a place you kind of you're like okay i'm gonna go in obedience but at the same time, like, this is also the same reason why I will sometimes blow the shofar, because I can feel that pull by the Holy Spirit. It's like, it's time to blow that shofar, and I'll go and blow that shofar. And it's the same with those flags. You know, I feel like there's nothing else I can really do except offer him praise and glory, and he deserves the praise and glory. And these flags are really neat because they're kind of a new extension of my, of my praise. And I want to I want to give him the best possible praise that I could possibly give him. And, and the reality is, <laughs> those flags um, pale in comparison to how beautiful the Father is and what he has for us and what our destinies hold in him. I don't know how to mash these words together, but the Father is beautiful and he deserves a lot of stuff. And so this is literally the best I could do with what I have. And that's what I want to give him. I just want to give him the praise and the glory. And I think pretty soon he's going to get a lot of praise and a lot of glory. And I'm really excited about that. So because it's, it's going to turn this whole world upside down. It's not going to be the same after this. So, so we had a lot of cross-pollination happening. So we have the HAPN. Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network, some of the leaders showing up for that. We have John and Jolene, who are our government mountain leaders, but they also have their own ministry with lamplighters. We have Dutch Sheets showing up because Jolene Hamill had a dream that he needed to be there, so he showed up. That's the confirmation that he needed to be there for that. But prior to that, the Lord had sent Dutch to D.C. through a word from Chuck Pierce, and then a dream his brother had about the battering ram. So the word is to watch Washington, D.C. at the end of July. Well, that's, today is the last day. Yeah. And so Dutch didn't share everything that Chuck told him to go and do, and that the dream um, that was shared in the dream that they needed to do. But the days before they came up to Boston, they were shutting the gates of sabotage and the portals of darkness in D.C. He came to Boston, released the word, and then he went back to D.C. to finish what he needed to finish. And the word is that if 
we do our job, whatever the Lord is telling people to do, he is going to, the nation can be turned at the end of July. It will turn the nation. We're going to see more corruption. We're going to see more things that are just crazy that you can't believe it's happening. It's probably going to look like it's getting worse before it's getting better. But that's why we take our news from the kingdom of heaven. We don't take our news from the media. Well, okay, we're going to pay attention to what's happening. There's your weather forecast. But I have to go outside to actually see what's happening too, right? Sometimes they get it wrong. And I'm not going to let that deter me either. Rain, snow, or shine. i got to go out and do what i got to do. So um, I wanted to share some of the, the dream and the experience that Tim Sheets and Dutch Sheets had. In 2016, they went to Washington, D.C. And they went to do a prayer assignment. They didn't know what to pray. So they had a discussion, well, let's pray about what we should pray. Such wisdom. So while they're talking amongst themselves and praying, this man starts approaching them. And he looks like a homeless guy. And Dutch is like, in all of his... uh, apostolic father, mature wisdom experience is getting ready to shoo the guy away. And his brother, um, Tim, says, that's an angel. He's coming our way. He's got a word. He's going to tell us what we need to pray. So he's getting closer to them. This is not a dream. This happened. They, They call it the mercy spot. I don't know where it is in D.C. This happened in 2016. How do they pray for the nation? How do we pray? And the angel that looked like a homeless dude just came over and said, mercy, 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 and walked away. Mercy. He said it six times because mercy triumphs over judgment. And David has a really great message on Nineveh, and as Dutch said too, God did not want to destroy Nineveh. He wanted them to turn, right? Jonah was like, throw them out. They're failing. They're full of idolatry and wickedness. They deserve to die. But God did not want to destroy them. He wanted redemption. And I think sometimes we get frustrated with our own nation, our own state, our own governor, our own leaders. But the Lord has a plan for them if they will turn. So we pray that they will turn. We pray that the Lord would extend mercy to us where we haven't been faithful as a nation because his mercy does triumph over judgment. Yeah, I'll just tack on to that in that, um, you know, when I was younger, I don't know if I hear it as much anymore, but as I was younger, you know, especially in churches or church groups, you know, they would talk about California or Seattle and they'll be like, well, maybe if there's a big earthquake, it'll just slide into the sea. And um, I had to I had to repent for that because I think I probably said it myself a couple times because the heart of the Father is, no, he wants those people, just like he wanted Nineveh to turn, we want, what we really want is Seattle and Western Washington, or all of Washington, and Oregon and California to turn and come back to God. We don't want them to slide into the sea, and our Father certainly does not want them to slide into the sea, so... That's why I love the Nineveh story, because I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jonah didn't really get it. <laughs> he had a really hard time. And I, I think 
part of it too, and this is something I learned later, was I think Jonah knew some people in Nineveh that really hurt him, and he really did not uh, have the heart like the father had for Nineveh, and he, he had to turn and go back. And so we really need to extend mercy and love to these places. There's people in all this corruption and pray for them so that God turns them, turns their hearts back. So, because that's the only way it's going to get better. We wanted to leave Washington State during all this COVID stuff. There's a couple times where we're like, should we leave now? Maybe it's time to go. Because this is getting this is getting crazy. They're shutting everything down. And but no, we're we're felt at the end. You know, it's like no, we need to stay, and we do need to stay because you're you guys are the salt. You know. You're the light. You're here for a reason. And God has put you here so that you can be that light to help uh, or to, so that he can speak through you and and show that mercy to turn those hearts. Okay? If you leave, I mean, God has other people, but if you leave, that's one less person to, to be there that he can use. So... so. The, the second part of that current day, his brother had a dream in June of this year, which is part of why Dutch went back to D.C. and Dutch went to Fenwell Hall. In his dream, he was taken back to D.C. where they saw the mercy angel. Only this time in his dream, he encountered a different angel. So I don't know if you guys heard the battering ram dream shared. So... Um, the so he said this time in his dream he saw an angel coming and uh, so he was coming he was carrying a tree trunk it was a foot and a half in diameter and 12 feet long so his first thought is well this is not this, is, this can't be a guy. This has got to be an angel, right? Because who can carry that thing? So as he came closer and closer, he could see it was indeed an angel. And he was very, very big. And he carried the log under one arm as he approached Tim Sheets in his dream in the same mercy spot. So in the dream, he finally asked, why are you carrying the tree trunk? And he answered, sir, it's not a tree trunk. It's a battering ram. What are you going to do with it, soldier? He knew to call him soldier because of the way he spoke. The angel responded, there are four of us surrounding the White House. We're here to break down Lucifer's barriers that protect Baal's roots. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. Let's break it down. This is breaking news, guys. This is from June, okay? This is live. This is happening. We don't know what this all looks like. We aren't, we're trying to explain this the best we can, too. We have no idea. So, live and, and happening. Maybe there's, yeah. is there a tornado behind us? Are we getting washed away? I don't know. He said, sir, permission to proceed. So, he responded, soldier, proceed. After relating the dream, he said, Michael and his angels will be releasing battering rams to unlock this nation. 
That's why we need to declare the word of the Lord. Because it's not just us. It's not just heaven. It's not just the angels. It's not just God. He could totally do that. But he's a covenant God. He's a relationship God. He is a father who wants to partner with his children. So we need to declare the word of the Lord. Because when we do, those angels go and do their, their big things with their big battering rams. And they go and knock down the gates of hell at the White House. So he said, there's really no explanation for this dream. God is saying he is about to tear down Satan's strongholds over Washington, D.C. And this was confirmed by the following prophetic word given to Chuck Pierce, who also wrote that book on going through your home and spiritual household cleansing. Chuck Pierce said, we are in an era when God is strengthening us. It's time to cut certain heads off the enemy. We are in a headship war, determining who will rule and how they will rule. We are going through a time of realignment, even personally. We need guts of iron and backbones of steel. The enemy tries to get your soul wounded so you cannot understand what is happening. Timing is key now. Timing for D.C. Everything between when this word was spoken and the end of July, tonight, for D.C. is key. It can be turned the way the Lord wants it to be turned. Mercy. His final statement is quite significant. D.C. can be turned the way the Lord wants it to be turned. This month is key for two leaders in the body of Christ to hear the same message in different ways is very important. July, which we're now at the end of, is a very strategic month. In Tim's dream, he was in D.C. on July 4th. And this was so real that he went back this July 4th to D.C. So this is just, we need to listen carefully to these words. What is the Holy Spirit telling you? Pray into that. Don't listen or don't be dismayed by all the shaking and the exposure and the just complete absurd craziness that we are witnessing. It, it's totally insane what's happening. But we win. We win. We win. The Lord is going to win. He is winning. And we just keep contending and pressing in. We win and we have a hope in a future. Not just a short-term future. We have a long-term hope in a future for years and decades to come. We have a hope in a future for our children. We have a hope in a future for our grandchildren. We have a hope in a future for generations to come. So one of the decrees that Dutch released was, we will not stop praying and decreeing the will of God over America. Don't decree, don't agree with what the media is saying. Don't agree and decree like what you're seeing, all the despair out there. Just shut your lips, be quiet, you know. Decree the will of God over America. We will be faithful watchmen. So that was uh, the portion of the dream that he shared. And some other highlights that Dutch shared that I wanted to, to share with you all. 
So again, he shared that Fenwell Hall, he said, is the root of the nation. He said, be diligent to finish well. Don't strive, be obedient. He said, this thing that's happening, it cannot be stopped. It won't be stopped. We get to participate. If we're diligent, if we're obedient, we pursue God, we get to participate in this. And so the other thing he saw is what we have seen here in this church. He saw a tidal wave of the Holy Spirit coming across this nation. I mean, we've been seeing a tsunami, right? And he said the, the final root of Baal Zephon is being pulled out. And you can look up Baal Zephon. There's more info on that. But he was the last, um, the last god that the Israelites um, got cornered into when they were trying to leave Egypt. And they said that's one of the reasons why Pharaoh's heart stayed hardened, because all of his other gods, well, they failed, but Baal Zephon is the strongest of them all, because he was the god of the wind and the sea. So the sea will get them. So that's why when even the, sea, the Red Sea parted, he thought it was his god who was parting the sea. But God sits in his throne and laughs because it was God who parted the sea, right? So there's, there's that tied into, and we can go into more history on some of that or point you guys to those kinds of resources if you want. And then um, he said, God is going to show the nation how off and crazy these people in charge are. So buckle up. Keep your eyes focused on the Lord. Don't be weary. Don't get discouraged. It's going to get crazier. Because he's exposing it. Because the Lord is going to show everyone, when you don't turn to him, you become debased, right? You just, you become depraved. You go into foolishness, anarchy, all those things. And it's going to become very obvious who's in charge. He said, this is global. It will not stop. And we're going to pray for the transforming of men and women into worshipers of God. So we want the exposure, but we want to pray for our leaders because if they turn around, they could be standing right next to us, battling with us for souls, battling with us for the kingdom. And he said, the greatest sword that you have right now, the greatest declaration that you can say is America shall be saved. America shall be saved. If there's nothing else you can think of, make that declaration. Bremerton shall be saved. Washington State shall be saved. Governor or no governor, this is King Jesus' inheritance. Our city will be saved. Our state shall be saved. Your family shall be saved. Yep. So this is the thing, that the turnaround... For this nation, it has begun. We are at the very beginning of this thing. It is turning. We're going to see a full turnaround, and it is going to, it's going to go into the next generations, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to move across the whole planet, and we get to be the participants in it. We get to watch this nation that God has called from the beginning come back into a covenant alignment, into a covenant agreement with the Lord and his original destiny.
So we declared that from the seat of Boston, where the Revolutionary War was planned and started, and we declared the independence of the United States of America from the structure of Babylon, and we declare our covenant is first with the King of Jesus, that we are under his blood, that his blood is across this whole nation. And we declare mercy from sea to sea, from blue coast to blue coast. They are under the mercy seat of heaven, and they shall be saved. So we bring that word back to Washington, and we bring that word back to legacy. And we say the turnaround is for all of our families, the turnaround is for Bremerton, and we get to be a catalyst in part of that. So I wanted to uh, touch on, too, um, you know, speaking his word. This is something that for a long time I didn't really get. Like, why, uh, why is it good to pray out loud? Why is it good to read his word out loud? It's because we're learning and we're teaching ourselves to speak the word of God, and that's part of our, that's kind of part of our mission here on earth. As we're trying to get the kingdom uh, as it is in, in heaven here on earth, we have to speak his word and release that word. And wherever his word goes, it doesn't return back to him void. So, um, you know, that's really an important part of it. And, um, and your words have power. And so you're, that's why we speak and we prophesy into things. We're calling things that are not as though they were. So when we see something that is not, we know what it should look like. We speak into what it should look like. If, if I see a forest on fire and it's not supposed to be burning, I'm going to say, peace be still to that fire. There will, you know, there's not going to be any death, loss of life, or property damage. And that's why it's important to release the word and speak. the And, and it's best, like, reading the word out loud. You're speaking the word of God. And you do, and this is why we have to renew our minds over and over again. This is something, this is a revelation that's come to me just in the past, like, you know, a couple years. And I've been in church since I was a kid. And it's something that I had, I had overlooked because I'd just taken everything for granted. And I didn't realize how important this is. But it doesn't matter how old you are. You can, you can speak the word of God. And, and it refreshes your mind, and it keeps you in line with the truth, and it projects and advances his kingdom on earth. And a couple of things that I had picked up um, when we were there, when, we, when I was listening to Dutch Sheets speaking, and you can kind of hear this if you listen to the recording, um, but some key things that came out is that the enemy, um, you know, Satan and all the kingdoms, um, you know, they, they want... Uh, they want your authority, they want your liberty, and they want your worship. And that was one of the things Dutch Sheets had emphasized, is that they cannot have our authority, they cannot have our liberty, and they cannot have our worship. Our authority comes from Jesus, which comes from the Father, and our liberty comes from Jesus, and our worship only belongs to God. We only worship Jesus, it does, and that's why we don't follow idols. We only worship Jesus. And so one of the last things that came to, to mind was, um, and this is something I'm, it's been starting to um, kind of hit me more often, is I need to know more about the covenant, right? Because 
God made covenant down all through the ages with, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Israel, right? And all down through the lines. And, um, you know, part of, part of what we're doing here is we're sharing the good news, the gospel of salvation, but also the gospel of the kingdom. And we're also here to establish his covenant here on earth as it is in heaven. And so all through the ages, God has not forgotten about the covenants. It's usually God's people forget and they turn away and they don't, they lose sight of what they're walking away from. And this is why Israel turned away from God so many times and then eventually got taken into captivity. And so we're doing the reverse of that. We're going back and looking at the covenants and saying we are restoring into those covenants and, and, and that's part of this uh, turnaround. So as it give you a sense of purpose. So. Well, that's the turnaround. Um, you can also check out this book. The forward is by Dutch Sheets. It's John and Jolene Hamill's The Turnaround Decrees. Um, I think this is a really good prayer manual. We haven't gotten all the way through it. Um, for us, it's not a fast read. We're really trying to get in everything it's saying and really declare the word of the Lord in our family, in our state, in our nation, whatever sphere he has called you to. Um, so we just want to, I hope this encouraged you guys. We can share the, the declaration of independence that we have. I can send the email out. All 50 states that we have, that we're part of, they all led their own prayer at the same time we were having ours in Boston. This isn't just a couple of people. The ecclesia is gathering, and that's just the folks we know about. We know the Lord is moving amongst other networks, and he's moving in the intercessors that only the Father knows that are just as powerful. So this whole nation is rallying. The ecclesia is rallying and declaring the independence from Babylon, that structure over the United States of America. And I just think that's so encouraging. All 50 states together, no king but Jesus. No king but Jesus. America shall be saved. Your state has a destiny and a future. So, And we get to be a part of it. We have a role to play. So we get to join up with him and see it all happen. That's the cool part. So thanks for listening to us. This is also a personal thing for us, for going back to the state I was born in. So figuring all of that out, what to share, how much to share, where to start, you know, all those things. So anyway, thanks for letting us share that. And thanks for praying for us and sending us out. Also for partnering with that and letting us bring it back. Um, so if even as a church, you could make the Declaration of Independence from Babylon if you want to, over your family, you know, let us know, or it, no worry if not. Um, I have a printout, and I also have the email that I can send to you, so you can look it over. No, because he, he just got the declaration two weeks before the event. He wanted to put it in the book, and the Lord didn't reveal it to him yet. So that one's not in the book. Um, one of the other things that we do with HAPN is that... Um, Divorce from bail, 
but we also go through the Freemasonry remittance prayers. I don't know if you guys have checked your lineages for where there may be Masonry, Elks Lodge, Oddfellows. We had it in our family. David had a 33rd degree Mason he didn't know about. And if you don't know about that structure, they pray curses and they do ritual rites that they claim over the generations. And you can even have a family member say it over the other fam the whole family. An uncle can stand in. So whether you know about it or not, David's family was part of the founders of the Elks Lodge in the Tri-Cities that my family went to. No we had no idea. We, we even had some, um, some Elks Lodge memorabilia at, in our house that we didn't know about. Yeah, so we dealt with that. But we, we had no clue that we had it. You know, people are passing on family heirlooms. And these are not heirlooms that you maybe want to be holding on to. So those are things that you can go through and pray, especially when you see, like, the hooks of our nation. Freemasonry has really partnered with Christianity. A lot of our founders and my family I'm, I have a lineage of ministers. And unbeknownst to them, or because they had a veil, sometimes they partnered with Masonry or some of the secret societies. I know our state has those connections and, you know, different government houses. So, so again, that's just another tool, though, to be more effective, I guess, in praying for our territory. It's just those are just some remittances you can do, whether you know about it or not. So, anyway. Anything else? We're done. Well, oh. I was going to mention um, there. You know, there's things. These decrees that we do are decrees that we take to the courts of heaven, and they're called, you know, divorce bail decrees. And in this case, uh, it was divorce Babylon decrees. And part of that stems back to a prophetic word that was given in like 2006 to Dutch Sheets, where he said, or the, the the Lord told him, we need to divorce Baal, and in this case, divorce Babylon and we need to remarry the Lord. And as a church, we're supposed to be the, the bride of Christ. And so that's kind of where that all stems from, if anybody was wondering. So that's why we do that. So that's it.